Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 16th of August. There's growing pressure on former Prime Minister Scott Morrison to explain why he appointed himself to a number of key portfolios when he was in the top job. The federal government is now seeking legal advice, while the Governor-General has confirmed he signed the papers in line with the Constitution. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says the Australian people deserve an explanation. This isn't some, you know, local footy club. This is the government of Australia where the people of Australia were kept in the dark as to what the ministerial arrangements were. It's being reported Mr Morrison appointed himself to the portfolios of health, finance and resources, a move some of the ministers at the time were not aware of. But political consultant Terry Barnes has defended the former Prime Minister, saying we can't be too quick to judge. As far as we are aware, there have been no illegalities and that those powers were used appropriately when they were or even when they were used. So I think we have to keep this in perspective as well as uh, simply assume that uh, bad things have happened, as uh, the Prime Minister seems to have. The boss of Canberra Airport has praised the response of police and staff to a terrifying shooting over the weekend. A 63-year-old man has faced court accused of firing several shots near the check-in area on Sunday and has not applied for bail. Airport boss Stephen Byron says it's business as usual and there are no wider security concerns. In terms of a wider review of security, there's nothing glaring at all, um, but that will be a matter for the Australian Government and the Australian Federal Police to assess in the coming weeks and months. The Federal Government says it's looking into opening more visa places for migrants from Afghanistan. It's the one-year anniversary since the Taliban took control of the country after US forces withdrew. Minister for Immigration Andrew Giles has confirmed Labor is examining ways to accept more Afghan migrants as the humanitarian crisis worsens. Well, my focus is making sure that we meet the commitments that we've already made, 31,500 visas from people for Afghanistan, and the government more broadly is looking at ways to expand our humanitarian intake, as well as identify other pathways to help people from Afghanistan. And Queenslanders are being warned to brace for another wet six months with a third consecutive year of La Nina bringing above average rainfall and possible flooding. The Bureau of Meteorology is predicting a wetter than average spring and start to summer with a number of flood warnings in place. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is calling for calm. So I don't want Queenslanders to get alarmed, um, but what we do want to see is people to be prepared. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. In New South Wales, and ongoing staff shortages are being blamed for more delays and baggage problems at Sydney Airport. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, says the chaos is expected to continue today. Yeah, that's right, Tash. 150 metre long lines snaked out the doors of Sydney Airport yesterday with hundreds of people waiting nearly two hours to check in. A spokesperson for the airport confirmed a number of security staff had called in sick, but the Transport Workers Union's Michael Kane has told Channel 7 this is just the beginning. People just don't want those jobs in aviation and so we've got a massive rebuild to do in aviation and this chaos is going to continue until we do it. Aviation is in absolute crisis and days like today are just going to continue. 
The delays come a week after Qantas executives were asked to work as baggage handlers. Travellers are being warned to arrive a number of hours before their flights to allow enough time. To WA now, where a man is facing several charges over a shooting in Perth South. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the latest from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It happened in the early hours of yesterday morning in a home in Leeming in Perth South. A shot was fired into a glass sliding door into a bedroom. Fortunately, the occupants, including children, were not injured. A 37-year-old man has now been charged with home burglary with intent, discharging a firearm and exceeding the blood alcohol limit. It's believed the man is known to the occupants of the residence and it was not a random incident. Detective Sergeant Jason Hutchinson says there's no wider threat. This was an isolated incident. The, the, um, the members do know each other and there is no um, concerns for the, uh, for the public to be uh, worried about. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, the economy may be showing signs of weakness and some people are very concerned about interest rates increasing, but that hasn't stopped great results for JB Hi-Fi and also steelmaker Bluescope. Natasha, good morning. That's kind of the story right now. We've talked so much about the cooling economy, the steps the RBA is taking to try and kind of stop the spending. Thus far, at least, some of the corporate results this month have been very, very good. JB Hi-Fi managed to increase profit by 8%, which is not a bad sign in what's otherwise supposed to be an economy struggling with inflation. But Bluescope, it more than doubled its profit on the strength in the US business mostly, but also here at home. Just a remarkable story. I think this is the real challenge as we head into the second half of the year, or we're now well and truly into it. What is going to happen with the economy? Where is the money being spent? So far, it looks like corporate Australia doing pretty well. And talking about the economy, look, it seems Australian consumers are preparing for the economy to slow down or interest rates to increase. Yeah, this is kind of good news. I mean, you know, there's very little good news about rates increasing, but mm. what is positive is a couple of the big banks. Latest is Westpac. Basics and look, we've got a situation where our loan, the loan quality, to use their phrase, is improving. In other words, we're getting ahead of loan repayments. The so-called delinquencies, those of us who are falling behind, are also improving. So to whatever extent we are going to face tougher times, between the unemployment rate, we'll hear getting up to that on Thursday, of course, and the fact that we seem to be getting our financial houses in order, no one wants to go into a downturn, no one wants to think about their chances of a recession. But if we do, we're in about the best possible shape we could be. It might be cold comfort, but better than uh, better than going in there already stretched. Yeah, absolutely. And in some sobering news, look, there's been a lot of focus recently on China, especially especially with Taiwan. And now there's speculation China may ban Australian beef. Yeah, this is tough. It, 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 ostensibly, because of the risk of foot and mouth disease, that could be possible. But as you say, we've got those geopolitical tensions. Of course, they ban wine and lobsters and everything they could already in the past. Beef's one of those things that got through and so far with iron ore have been reasonably unaffected. Whether or not it's related to Taiwan or whether it's genuinely a biosecurity question for the Chinese, I guess we'll never know. But the big risk is, yeah, they might use foot and mouth as an excuse or, as I said, a real reason to actually ban or restrict the exports of Australian beef into that country. Such an important market for our beef producers. After what's been a pretty good season uh, for both crops and stock in the outback and in the bush, it'll be a tough, tough thing for our farmers to have to swallow. But that is unfortunately what we might be looking at if China does go ahead with that threat. We'll certainly watch with interest. Thanks so much, Scott. We will. Thanks, Tash. 
the sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Gosh. Plenty of NRL news around this morning surrounding, of course, where this year's grand final will be held. Lots of controversy there. And also the night skipper, he could be stripped from his big role. Yes, good morning, Tash. Let's start with the future of the NRL Grand Final. It's only seven weeks away and still there's no venue locked in. Now, the ARL Commission Chairman, Peter Volandis, is fuming with the report that aired on Channel 7 News last night claiming that Sydney has already been locked in. He says that's not the case. The Commission is due to meet this morning and Brisbane is still a live option for the NRL Grand Final to be moved. Of course, there is that dispute with the New South Wales government over stadium, suburban stadium upgrades. Now, on Kalen Ponga, uh, he's a little red-faced uh, this morning. Some uh, video emerged of him coming out of a toilet cubicle with his teammate, Kurt Mann. Now, his dad, Andre, is trying to claim that the 24-year-old was sick in the toilet and his mate went in to help him while out celebrating an exciting house purchase. I'm not sure if anyone's buying that, neither uh, Newcastle, because now we're hearing he could be stripped of the captaincy. This, of course, is after David Clemmer was uh, stood down following an on-field spat with a trainer and Aaron Woods says this isn't a great look for Ponga when he's sidelined by a concussion. Drinking is the worst thing for it. This will be a real good one to see how they handle this. Well, Clement got stood down for swearing. So how are they going to handle this situation? That's the big one. So a bit to come out of the nights this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And this is incredibly hard, heartbreaking almost to watch. Cowboys legend Jonathan Thurston has issued a tearful message on mental health after the sudden death of Paul Green. Yeah, and he's still trying to come to terms with that death as well. Paul Green and Jonathan Thurston were the key architects in delivering North Queensland its first and only so far uh, NRL premiership. He obviously didn't see this coming. He'd spoken to Paul Green recently and he's uh, told Nine that we need to do a little bit more when it comes to mental health. Not only as men but in society start you know talking about our feelings and I'm sure there's, everyone's got someone close that they can, they can talk to about what's going on in their lives and Lifeline is always there on 13 11 14. A very important story. To the AFL now, Brett and the Bombers are in turmoil with their president standing down and their coach on shaky ground. Yeah, massive day of drama out at Tullamarine. Now, at this stage, they're saying that Ben Rutten is safe, but they've announced another review. As you said, the president, Paul Brasher, has stood down. David Barham, the former head of sport at Channel 10, is expected to uh, take over. And Alastair Clarkson looms as a, a key figure here. He, we were thinking, was uh, going to be appointed as North Melbourne coach. The Giants are interested in him as well. But apparently all of this has been sparked by some at the club wanting uh, the Bombers to go and speak to to Alastair Clarkson to see if he would instead coach them. Here's Triple M's Damien Barrett. Right now, Ben Rutten will stay as coach, but I expect that uh, position to be fully fully um, investigated internally in the hours and days to come. Yeah, and a lot to develop out of uh, the Bombers this morning as well, I reckon. Gosh, there's more off-field dramas at the moment than on the field. Certainly is, Tash, yeah. It's, it's, uh, finals coming up as well, but uh, yeah, we're talking a lot about uh, coaching changes and the like. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for the wrap, Brett. Much appreciated. Thank you, Tash. And we've heard of a tree change, but how about a royal downsize? Prince William and Kate are moving into a four-bedroom house, switching Kensington Palace for a more modest Adelaide cottage. While Will's brother, Prince Harry and wife Meghan, are said to head back to the UK next month to attend a number of charity events. But no word as yet to whether the couple will reunite with the royal family. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
Listener.